I'm Heidi. And I'm Leilani. Welcome to Motherhood Narrated. Do you remember your first best friend? You would talk about everything on your heart from crushes to heartbreaks. You would cry together and laugh together. Nothing was off limits. Well, now we're moms. We have less time, less energy, but an even greater need for friendship. We are navigating new challenges and joys that come with motherhood. We hope to bring back that safe space where you feel encouraged to share your vulnerable moments and you feel a little less alone as we share our stories with you. We're not here to give advice. And we definitely don't have it all together. But we do have a story to tell. And this is Motherhood Narrated. Hello, friends. Um, We are going to talk about You Don't Even Know Me. (laughs) Some things um, maybe one person thought about us individually or together or um, several people that we've heard over time. Just misconceptions of what we've heard about us that aren't necessarily true. So, first one, typical first impressions of me. I don't know if it's just because I'm German, I have German blood in me, or what it is, <laughs> but I've gotten this so many times that I just, they people don't think I like them because my face isn't always smiling, or I don't even know. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's not even a resting bee face. It's more just I'm not always maybe resting I don't like you face. <laughs> no, but it's like I don't I don't fake smile very well. And so if I'm not feeling genuinely like <laughs> joyful, like I don't just pretend. I don't know. <laughs> if you don't fake smile, then you're not real smiling. So do you like them? No, it's just like... I don't know. <laughs> if something's not making me like laugh or something, why would I smile? Oh my goodness. <laughs> but I don't know. I hate this one. This one's my least favorite misconception because I actually genuinely love everyone. I don't I don't not don't like, like any, everyone. No. Oh. <laughs> I just I don't know. I don't know how to change my face when I meet people. It's not normally meeting people, it's just normally when I'm walking around. And a lot of times at church or different places, and it's just me walking around and maybe I, like, they think I'm looking at them and I'm not. It's, maybe I'm distracted. It's that you have a very casual demeanor about you, so you don't get super bubbly and, like, hyped up and, like, oh, my gosh, it's so good to see you. you just be like, wow, it's so good to see you. Like, you just stay so <laughs> mellow that they're like, oh, she wasn't good to see me. And I think it's 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 mostly it's actually almost always only been people in America who've thought that. And I think it's because in America people are very bubbly naturally. I don't know. <laughs> but like when you meet people they're all very excited to see you and like expressive and yeah, they're into into the conversation whereas in other countries like you don't have to no. be showing it on your face to be in a conversation. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I've never had that misconception in a different country. It's only been in America. Hmm. So maybe it's just Americans. So it's us, not yeah, you. Yeah, it's the Americans. It's not even me. <laughs> <laughs> What's your first, like, typical first impression? When we first wrote this, I was thinking that was my first impression, but really it hasn't been since like <laughs> high school. I don't know what it is. She got I out guess. of that phase when she was in high school. 
Okay, my adult life right now, my first impression that I give people is that you have a lot of kids. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know me. I do have a lot of kids. I don't know. I don't know what the first impression is. They probably is. don't even look at you. They just look at how many kids you have. Being a mom comes easy to you. I've actually heard this a couple times. And I think it's so funny. It's people who I think would know better. <laughs> um, it doesn't come easy to me. It's it's something that I love. I've always desired to be a mom. And so I think that maybe that looks like it comes easy. I don't even know how to really respond to that other than it. it's really hard work. And I would not say that easy is one of the top 10 words of my motherhood journey. Yeah. I don't think anybody's thought of that for me, but it definitely is not easy. (laughs) (laughs) It has seasons of like easier once you get through certain phases and stuff with kids, but it's always hard. It's more like when you learn to enjoy that season, Mm -hmm. it feels easier. Yeah. When you're struggling to enjoy it, it just feels harder. Yeah, when you feel more joyful, then it typically feels easier. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have a high pain tolerance, so you can have a home birth. Both of us had home births for, well, I had one birthing center birth, but um, the other ones were home births, and we're both planning on having our next babies that we're pregnant with at home. And we do not have high pain tolerances at all. Um, we cry over stub toes all the time. Um, but we are probably more scared to be in the hospital. (laughs) I don't know why. And like have, because we also know that we'll for sure get the epidural and we just don't know how our bodies are going to react. So it's more scary actually going to the hospital than being at home in our safe space. I think, Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I'm freaked out from needles. I have a negative blood type, but basically I have to get a giant shot in my butt every pregnancy. (laughs) And then if my baby is also a negative blood type, the baby gets tested at birth, then I don't need another one. But if the baby is positive blood type, then I need another one right after birth. And my midwife will laugh because I will be shaking to get the shot after I've given birth. (laughs) Naturally, the most painful thing ever. And I'm like shaking because I have to get this shot. And she's like, what is wrong? I just, yeah. I don't know what it is. I, there's certain pains. Yeah, I think that's Literally it anything besides childbirth. And childbirth is not, it. my pain tolerance, like I'm a big baby in childbirth. It doesn't necessarily go away. No. But yeah, on a typical day, especially when I'm not pregnant, I get a he- headache and I'm like four ibuprofen instantly. <laughs> I can't deal with it, the pain. Yeah. So. Definitely not a true one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're lucky to get to be a stay-at-home mom. I Honestly, I do feel very lucky, but I also feel like this has been something that has changed and ebbed and flowed over the years because I wasn't always just a stay-at-home mom. In fact, I don't think I was ever just a stay-at-home mom. I had to work mm-hmm. to make that happen and work Straight from away. home. Yeah. Um, pretty much, yeah, right away. It just looks different because you're not leaving the house, I guess. So people right. don't see that you're dropping your kids off at daycare. And yeah, it just looks different yeah. being a stay-at-home mom. And I think if if you are a stay-at-home mom, you can probably relate to 
oh, you're so lucky you get to just be home. And those days when you're like, oh, you're so lucky you get to dress up and go out into yeah. the world. And <laughs> it's honestly both are easy, not easy, are both are hard because I, we've both done both. We've both done both sides. And right. there's there's hard in both of them. Yeah. Um, and then the next one, just tagging off that one, is you're lucky you can afford it, which is definitely not true. <laughs> We can't afford it. We're struggling. (laughs) And here's our next ad break. I'm just joking. It's so tacky and so Uh, perfect timing. But we definitely, uh, talking for ourselves, like myself and my family, we've definitely had so many seasons of not being able to afford it, but we have uh, sacrificed in other areas that um, have made it possible for us to be uh, running our house like that. So. Like we don't have car payments, so we don't have um, credit cards and nice. We've never had a nice house or like anything (laughs) like of luxury that then um, we were just very simple. So eating all of our meals at home mostly and just it just simpler lifestyle means that then we can do it. So it. It looks like we can afford it, but we've actually had to make sacrifices in other areas that you would not typically see. Yeah, I would say same. Um, we didn't write this down, but to address the the maybe comment, which I've heard too, is you're lucky that your husband is for you staying home. Mm-hmm. He was not at the beginning. Not that he didn't see a benefit in it. He just didn't see a benefit that was greater than me going out into the world and making a second income. And so with that, I knew if I can't convince him that me staying home and just being a stay-at-home mom is better, then I'm going to make my do whatever it takes to make my income from home, hence why I worked from home for so many years, because that was my way of just making it happen. Now, after these years, if the option was I can never work again or and just be a stay-at-home mom, or I actually have to go out and get a job then it would 100% just be a stay-at-home mom because even my husband's like, yeah, you'll never you'll never go get a job outside of the house unless you're like totally called to do that because he sees a huge benefit mm-hmm. now. But that took a while. It didn't just happen right at the yeah, beginning. That's so cool. And such an answer to prayer because you prayed for that for so long too. Yes, prayed so hard for that. And that's another thing is that I I think also like don't forget that like prayer is so important if you are desiring to be a stay-at-home mom like mm-hmm. pray for opportunities for you to make home, uh, make money at home or your husband's able to do some side jobs or whatever it is like your prayers will be answered like mm-hmm. god cares about what your heart is and what you desire to do as a mom especially and so just be in constant prayer that yeah that you desire those things and he'll he will answer your prayers exactly just don't go like buy a brand new car and then pray that he'll <laughs> yeah. cover. Do your part too. <laughs> yeah. But yes, absolutely. It was an answered prayer. Um, next, you never worry. I have heard this, which is so funny because my tolerance for worry is zero <laughs> or 100. <laughs> like the scale of my worrying. It's either just don't even go there. Don't let my stress get beyond a certain point. But if it does, I spiral. I'm like, every, everyone's dying. We're, everything bad is going to happen. And that goes with worry. I feel like it goes with the stress. 
because I remember going to Joanne Craft Store when I had Jackson was in the car seat, the car seat in the cart, and Addie was standing in the cart. And he started crying and I'm like trying to soothe him. I'm in the line trying to get fabric cut. And then Addie started crying. She was like two and I was panicking. I felt my heart just start racing. I was ready to just drop the fabric and run out of the store. And I'm like panicking. And I was like uh, so on the verge of having a panic attack. I don't know why you've been in public and had all your kids crying and it's just scary. (laughs) You feel so scared. You're like, I feel like I shouldn't be here. Everyone's looking at me. And yeah, I've definitely cried in those moments. Yeah, times. you feel like you're doing something totally wrong. <laughs> and I just remember saying, my mom said when Addie was a baby, she can sense your tension. And I was wanting to get the baby, Jackson, to stop crying first. And so I just calmed down and I was like, I need to shut everyone out and pretend like no one else is in the store and just breathe slowly. And he started to calm down and then I could talk to Addie and calm her down. But I, in that moment, realized if I didn't do that, I would have had a full-on panic attack and left the store and cried on my whole way home. <laughs> so I, the worry and stress, I think those go hand in hand, but I don't until I do. Yeah. Um, you never yell at your kids. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not true. Um, feel bad for our neighbors sometimes. <laughs> I've literally sent text messages to our neighbors. I'm like, sorry, guys, if you heard that. This is what happened. (laughs) Everyone's good. (laughs) Please don't call anyone. And every time they're like, we didn't hear anything. I'm like, dang it. Why did I just tell them I did that then? (laughs) (laughs) It must drown. Like, the street must drown it out. Because my neighbor said that to me, too, before. Like, I have never heard your kids ever yelling. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, And she's like, have you heard mine? I was like, no, like it just must be. A I'm miracle. so thankful you didn't say, yeah, here it is all the <laughs> yeah. time. The street must just clear it out yeah. somehow. No, thankfully. probably they're yelling at their kids, so they don't hear yeah, you yelling true. at their kids. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it happens. We don't want to. I don't want to be a yeller. I don't. But it just happens every so often. It just happens. It's easier for you because you're a morning person. I actually like this one because. I hear people say all the time, I'm not a morning person. I was never a morning person until my third baby. She woke up extra early to nurse. It was always dark out, summer, winter, no matter what. It was dark out. She woke up early. And I just, that's when I got into my quiet time. I found a nice comfy chair and I would nurse her and do my writing and reading. She would fall asleep. And that became like my favorite time of the day. And I think that's when I saw the benefit of waking up early. Mm-hmm. And that's what made me attracted to doing it after that. Yeah, I definitely was not a morning person always. Um, but when, and I'm still not if I wake up at the same time as the kids or if the kids are up before me, it's like I just am not a morning person. But if I'm able to wake up before the kids, I'm definitely a morning person. Yeah. I feel so energized by it and feel so good and ready for the day. You have to choose to wake up in the morning. If you get woken up, no one does well in that atmosphere. (laughs) You're always so happy. (laughs) I don't know if I get this at all. But (laughs) (laughs) we're naturally, both of us are naturally optimistic people. And so that part is true. Like we are able to see the good in most situations. And so that comes Probably naturally even to a fault. 
Yeah, too much. Like, our lives are crumbling, but at least this is happening. (laughs) Just accept that it's crumbling. Um, (laughs) But so we're not always happy at all. I have definitely, I mean, most days at some point of the day, I probably have a good cry or something. No, I'm just, no, actually, probably not. Maybe once a week or something. But we're naturally more optimistic. I don't know if that's just um, something you are born with or what, but it's easier for us to find the joy in situations or the good in situations. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I actually am grateful for. But that's where I think people get that replace the most often joyful with always. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not always happy. I have, I call them grumpy days. (laughs) Where I'm just, I don't know why, but the mood hits me wrong. And I'm grouchy all day. I'm it's like hard to tired, get out of it. cranky. I don't want to do anything. Everyone makes me mad. Everything makes me mad. And it's just the only thing to fix it is to go to sleep at night and wake up the next day <laughs> and do better. So, yes, I would say I, in general, I'm same optimistic, happy, joyful, but not always. Definitely not always. <laughs> You must have easy pregnancies to have had a lot of babies. <laughs> Woo. You had to have gotten. I get that one a lot. What? That yeah. easy pregnancies? I don't. I, I mean, I, I'm only on my fourth. That's so I don't really. Lot. I don't get if that many. If you are not sitting next to me with my seventh <laughs> and you're sitting next to any other normal oh, person no. with two or three kids, that's a lot of kids. Four. I definitely do not have easy pregnancies. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. Very blessed. I have easier pregnancies than a lot of people, but I am sick as a dog. Like, I don't won't go into details, but I am very, very, very sick. For the first three pregnancies, quite a ways into my pregnancy. This one, it's kind of slowed down right now, which I'm 19 weeks, so I'm super grateful. I'm starting to finally feel like a human being, but. It, I'm as soon as I started feeling better, like nausea wise and tiredness. Now I have horrible sciatic pain. Like it just, Uh. it's just like one thing after another. If it's not this, it's this or insomnia or whatever it might be. It's not like smooth, no pain and no nausea kind of pregnancies. And I have met women who actually do have that. Like they don't have any nausea in their pregnancy or any pains. And I'm like, that's amazing. You should have a hundred kids. But um, I don't know. Maybe I just forget about all of it once I have the baby. Mm-hmm. I know people say that, like, "Oh, you'll forget about it all," but you really do. Like, I don't. I don't remember. I it. Forget the extent, at least. Yeah, how extent. Bad it is. I know that I'm really sick, but I'm like, "Oh, it's not that bad." And then I get pregnant. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that why?" <laughs> and you don't have you. Your body naturally doesn't have easy pregnancies. Right. I don't actually get that sick. Um, I get nauseous and I throw up at least a couple times with each, but not, I'm, I've never had one where I constantly throw up like you do, but I do have a retroverted uterus. So it's like (laughs) super tilted and I have really bad scoliosis. So obviously the back pains are not, uh, the best sciatic pain is awful Mm -hmm. with all of them. But there's a two-week window before my second trimester where I can't pee at all. Something happens and it blocks my bladder and like cuts it off. So I figured it out with the second one 
I was like running around the house cleaning for about three hours in the morning just to keep distracted because I had to pee so bad. I thought it was going to explode. And every time I sat down, nothing came out. And I finally woke up my husband. I was like, we have to go to the hospital. And he's like, really? I mean, he was even kind of moseying like, what is wrong? This is weird. And we got there. There was no one, not one single other person at the emergency room. It was a new one by our house. And they all took their time. Like, you probably have a UTI. I'm like, I've had a UTI before. I was sweating. And they tested my bladder. And like, oh my gosh, go get a, a catheter. It was completely full. It like sprayed when they put the catheter in. Ugh, Filled gross. the bag. She had to Why'd change the bag that? instantly. Because it was so <laughs> full. It just was. It's just moms. It's not like I'm trying to impress anyone here. Um, and I had to have a catheter for a weekend until I got to a doctor who... Literally had to reach inside me and push the baby up back into position for second trimester. So, yeah, I've had to deal with, like, natural ways of having to not have to get a catheter and, like, rock back and forth and basically spend a week peeing in the shower every time I want to go pee. That's not fun. (laughs) Um, But aside from that, (laughs) yeah, I think fairly easy, I guess. Um, Well, and your spine's all... Yeah, twisted and twisted curved and, and curved. funky. So I I would say I would say that I have easy pregnancies. I typically tell people that. Mm-hmm. And then every now and then when I share that story, they're like, what? What else happens? <laughs> I thought you had easy pregnancies. I'm like, oh, I guess I forget about that. So same thing. It's only like a two-week period. But yeah, I love this next one. <laughs> you have a lot of friends. I don't know why we put this one in here. Who says that? I don't know. <laughs> I can't. That one actually makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> no, everyone's laughing. Dude, I don't. <laughs> it wasn't me, I promise. <laughs> uh, we got that one wrong. We have tons of friends, guys. <laughs> I I cannot think of. we. I don't know who wrote that one. I mean, I wrote it, but who thought of it? Know. Okay, so if the misconception is that we have well, a maybe, lot of friends. Maybe friendship comes easy to us because. Maybe we wrote that wrong. Yeah, yeah. that was wrongly <laughs> worded. But friendship definitely doesn't always come easy. It's just, I mean, it takes effort and it takes like uncomfortable periods of the awkward phase of being friends and whatever. But it, it definitely, we don't have a lot of friends and it does not come easy. So right. both of those are negative. Well, and the the season of life is that I actually would, would desire to hang out with friends more often and have like a larger group of friends. It's just not practical or conducive. And I hate being the person that's like, oh, I want to hang out. What about tomorrow? Busy. Next day, busy. Next day. But like, so it's really, I'm doing a disservice by taking on, Your you capacity know, more is only friends. so much. Right. And yet I, I want that. I just have to figure out my timing I want to be a good friend to the friends that I have first too right. like I don't feel like I always do the best job of being intentional like at being a good friend so same <laughs> oh my goodness um you're an extrovert okay this one we totally we have neither one of us really hear this but we we're just trying we to make things so up that we could talk about whether or not we're introverts or extroverts so this one totally was a we must have done that with the friends thing, too. <laughs> I don't know what we were thinking there. 
Are you an extrovert? Me? Yeah. Um, I used to be very extroverted, but um, since having kids, I don't know. I've loved being at home. So I think I'm more of an introvert now. I don't even know you could switch, but I think I switched. <laughs> I used to be an introvert, and I also am still an introvert. <laughs> I, yeah. I ha- I go through spurts and moments. Yeah. Of- I guess being an extrovert and even a true extrovert where I gain energy from just being around people. And it usually Mm -hmm. comes after a period of being home so much. Yeah. Like where I don't get a chance to go out and hang out with friends and um, be extroverted. I really, really crave that. And then when I go through a phase of being out a lot, I crumble under. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm back and forth. In the general um, sway of my life, I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. I've always gained more energy from being alone. <laughs> I actually tend to be very lonely person. And so I guess in that aspect, I desire, I desire to be around people. So maybe I am a little bit more of an extrovert, maybe 50, 50. Yeah. So I become lonely very easily if I haven't been around people in a while. So I have to get like a good fix and then I'm able to enjoy being at home for longer periods of time. Right. But I actually, for a lot of my motherhood journey journey so far, have been having lonely spurts quite often. And I can tell because that's typically when I am stuck at home more. So Mm -hmm. maybe I'm 50-50, depends on the week or the season. Hmm. But yeah. Yeah. And it's really, they say it's, do you g- gain energy from being yeah. around bigger crowds or smaller crowds or no crowds or, or whatever? Or being by yourself. Right. And I'm typically very, like, one-on-one or alone. <laughs> yeah. Mine's more a couple people, so maybe I'm just 50-50. Right. Well, this was really fun to do. We basically had the idea to do this because a few years ago I went to a women's retreat and— um at that time, I had actually just started a blogging with a friend of mine, and we were doing, we we're kind of trying to like do what we are doing now with this podcast. That's actually where Motherhood Narrated was created. Um, but the goal was to make other moms like see a little glimpse inside of our lives so that they felt more normal. And so that was my goal, and that was my heart. And I felt like I was doing that really well. And then at this like women's doing retreat. really well at being real. Like right, being, at least at portraying, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the good and the, and the bad of motherhood and just my life and stuff like that. So at this women's retreat, someone was talking to me and she was like sharing all these issues of things that were happening and things that she was going through. And then she said, you never really have any issues. You're just so lucky. You have it all together and your life is just perfect and easy and I just wish I had it all together like you and she kind of just left it at that and it really rubbed me the wrong way like not in an angry way but the next day we had this quiet time and that was all I journaled about like I was crying I was like is this really what I've made people think the thing that I want to do the thing that I've been striving to and trying to do more than anything, trying to make people see that I'm like, hey, I'm right there with you. I want to relate to you. And we're all like trying to bring us all together. It's like with one person saying that. Crushed it all. Yeah, it like defeated me. I'm just, they're basically like, what I heard 
was you think you're better than everyone because your life is so easy. That is not what she said. I, I do know this person and she has a good heart. I don't know her very well. And so in my quiet time, I was praying about that and journaling about that. I'm like, God, do I have it? Am I doing this wrong? Like, did I give off the wrong vibe, the wrong message? What am I doing wrong? And just totally questioning everything about what I was doing. And right after that, the time was up and we had to go into the next session. And on the way in, someone stopped me from one of my daughter's, um, her preschool at the time. It was a mom. Her daughter went to preschool with my daughter. And she said, I just want to let you know, I started reading your blog and some of the things that you talked about. And I was going through a period where I was feeling like I was failing as a mom. And I just felt so um, alone. And I read it and I you just made me feel like I wasn't alone. Like you totally get it. And she made me, I was like, she makes me feel normal. And that's what she said that she was thinking when she read it. Um, and she's like, it was just so refreshing. I just love to hear that. Like you have hard days too. And it just made me feel more normal. And it was instantly, that was God's answer to my prayer. Yeah. It was him saying, you know what? This lady read about you. She invested in learning something that you were you know, you shared a little bit about your life and she actually learned about it. She got a glimpse of it. The other one does not know you. She doesn't even know you. Like she's, she said something about you. Clearly it's because she doesn't know you. And so I took to heart what someone said about me that doesn't know me. And I let that affect me. And it could have changed my decision-making from there on out to an extent Um, But the point is, she didn't know me. Mm -hmm. And had she known me, she would have known that that wasn't my heart. And I think as a mom, we go through a lot of that. Mm -hmm. You know, people say something and it's like, really, can you just get back to, do they actually know you? Is that true? And if it's not, brush it off and move on or pray about it. And God will give you an awesome story like that where he'll just send someone to say, nope, that's not who you are. Don't listen to them. (laughs) So... Surround yourself with people who know you and love you and desire to get to know who you really are, too. And you surround yourself with those people by being that person first. Mm -hmm. Be a good friend. Embrace the people around you. Love them well. Maybe smile even when you don't feel like it. (laughs) Maybe do a fake smile. (laughs) It's okay to fake smile sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) But at the end of the day, just keep being a good mom. (laughs) 